0: Please explain. I'll go to you here, um, Jules, because I love you analysing a market for me. The Kiwi filly, when we had a chat on Saturday morning on winners, we could get around $10 for Legado. Um, She started a lot shorter. In fact, she was smashed late. Can you explain that? Because what happened in the three to four hours on that Saturday morning leading into the Guineas that changed the punters' minds?
1: Yeah, it was fascinating, to be honest, because nothing really happened with Legato until about 4 o'clock. So um, yeah. about 20, 25 minutes before the race, she started to to bleed a little bit and then obviously it just hemorrhaged in terms of the price I talk of there. Um, and, yeah, it was a, was a big snowing. And it just goes to show that when these big, big guys and gals or whoever's involved want to keep a price in or keep a price out and do what they want with the market, they can. They control it that much. And um, I thought it was, yeah, interesting. Just another way to, to think you, you, you read markets and you go, this is what's going to happen. This is probably horse is going to start this price. This one's friendless, so it's going to continue to be big. And it just showed that you never are across this game at all at any stage. And I thought it was fascinating. Um, forget the race, but, you know, she was outstanding, but just the market itself was uh, brilliant.
0: So she started and as yep. I just mentioned with Jules. She could have got 10 maybe $11 on that Saturday morning. And she was drifting throughout the week once the final field was announced, Dico. Well, um, even,
2: even in the lead-up, like before the, her move came, there was money for attrition. And mm-hmm. it softened. It was a,
0: like a proper betting race. And all the big, like some of the, the the big punters I know, and some of the best judges were tipping her. Like she's like she's going to be awfully hard to beat, Legato. Mm-hmm. But it was to so, say, so Jules, when you explain that, so you, some of the big punters can dictate the market um, and do whatever they want in a way. Can you just explain how they can actually do that?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're, they're at the end of the day, they're controlling it through how much liquidity is in in Betfair yeah. at, at, at a certain time. So, look, not much go is in there. I mean, at big group ones, there's a little, lot more than, you know, usually out throughout the day compared to sort of other races. But um, they were happy, obviously, till more or less the markets were set sort of on track. So maybe that allowed them to get on for more. I mean, it's just about them trying to get as much fill as they can out of certain horses. And there's many ways you can skin a cat and they're, they decided that this was going to happen with Legato, so I, I just—it's just brilliant. It's just a great lesson for us who who look at markets every day to think, yeah, we've sort of worked it out and we know what's going to happen. It's yeah. nah, we're kidding ourselves. It's um, yeah. <laughs> brilliant, to, brilliant to watch.
2: Two two of my theories here are the bookies' boards go up in the betting rings on the big tracks where big guys bet about twenty minutes before a race, yeah. and that's when they might go have a run and take a price. And the liquidity on Betfair doesn't sort of fruit until about 15 minutes before a race. So these guys will just take whatever they can when there's enough liquidity there to the price they want. And when they do that to the exchange, the rest of them follow. So if they've been hit across the boards on course, Betfair's been wiped out a little bit. The rest of us will follow suit because it's great information.
0: So how good is Legato? Now, that was a... A great story, Ken and Bev Kelso, they've trained Group 1 winners in New Zealand, but um, this was their first Group 1 winner in Australia. And when I was watching the replays of this filly, sometimes you just had to watch watch the replay again because you had to see to believe what she was able to do in some of those races in New Zealand. And then once again, she looked like she was going to run a good fourth, maybe a fifth at the furlong. And then she I, she's, that last hundred meters was unbelievable.
2: I think she's pretty special. Yeah. But I do think attrition was a better run and was like the best horse out of this race at the same time. Jacquena had genuine excuses. It blitzed, had the, the uh, bleeding, plus it was over racing, way worse in midfield and widest. It came with a bunch of them that sort of peaked on their runs. I think bank that's its level. Like it sort of backed up like attrition did its, it's number, it did the start prior. And potentially the horse we could make some money out of Jules. This race is Virtuous Circle up in trip. A, a lot the way it got through the line, and it, we know it sort of
1: wants further. Yeah, Jules. Yeah, no, what? yeah, I agree with Virtuous Circle. I thought that was a good run for wherever they decide to go next start. I mean, Legato's clearly an outstanding filly. That's that's a big performance for a filly to be able to to win the Guineas and come over from New Zealand. Who she'd had a you know a pretty solid prep over there, so outstanding. I will temper it with a little bit and say I don't think the race is rated overly sensationally. But in saying that, you know, she did a great performance to win the race. Um, I'm a little bit concerned if I really want to trust the race going forward. I haven't really given it too many bonuses uh, the way I do it. But um, as I said, I thought it was, you know, uh, full credit from me for to actually win this race uh, from New Zealand.
0: Have you got to please explain for us, Uh
1: Yeah, the CFO 4 form.
2: Um, it stinks. Everything bar Western Empires come out of it. Nothing's won. Thunderstruck ran third. Brightside second. They've all regressed their ratings, their benchmarks. Yeah. From the CF4, and it's you know a, a proper Group One. That's it's really starting to grey out punters. I think with how strongly you rate that 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 form reference because they're all going to these races. Gentleman Roy was awful. Coming out of that race. Jack and I yeah, come out right? Yeah. Like it's, it's really confusing and um, they'll all have another start in a week or two and
1: I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Chills. Hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting point. And um, you, you can speak about results from them, but I always think let's see what the market's doing with these horses coming out of them. And um, I thought Gentleman Roy, if he was 100% there, would start a lot shorter than he sort of did on Saturday. And we spoke about that on the preview. I was just slightly concerned about him having that issue into the futurity there's no doubt he missed work i think and and obviously i think that told on saturday uh you got a horse like jackano who's 230 out to sort of 270 280 on saturday so the market didn't froth him uh bright side was soft on when it ran in the futurity i know thunderstruck sort of held its place but alligator blood was a massive snow in so they were happy to be around that form line so yeah you take results as well but the market's also telling us that the big guys don't have that race that all stakes yes it's a group one in Stature and name, and it's running against uh, other races that aren't group ones, but it doesn't mean anything really because if the race has gone no good, well, it's going to get spat out, and I think we're finding that, as Dicko mentioned.
0: What was your please explain, Jules, this weekend? Yeah, I think I've got one for you
1: guys because um, okay. I'd love to know what you think is the best race for aft cabin in the future in, say, the next six months because I reckon the quacker, the quacker, <laughs> maybe electric. The injury, Sweet Mary.
0: What, what do you reckon, Jules? Well, I reckon
1: I if, if I had him, I reckon I would freshen him and try and win a Strad break with him. I think that yep. might be his go down on the minimum because he's not going to get any weight. His main issue would be probably trying to get into a race like that. Um, with probably where he's rating in, because in essence he hasn't, you know, won a, a, a big group race. So um, that's what I'd do. But I was just interested because I, I think people are now saying, well, he probably doesn't get a mile. And if that's true, well then you know you have to Change your sights a little bit, but um, yeah, I just found it. I'd, I'd be very interesting to see where they end up going with Halfcabin because I think he's got ability. It just might not be where I think everyone sort of projected it to be.
0: Dicko? Uh he let you down on the weekend. He let he let a few of us down. He didn't let us down. He just as no, Jules pointed no, out, he, did. he didn't get a mile.
2: Well, I don't know. It's a really poor rating, like benchmark. Punting form number. Mm. This whole this race. No, it's going so, cool, no good. Yeah, you're, you're I, right. I don't know what to do with it. Um, I'd prefer him as a betting opportunity back in trip for sure. Yeah, but like the race stinks. So, is it just an anomaly? Because surely some of these can go mm-hmm. better than that, and maybe he's in that group.
0: Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. Best text message this morning. A fifty dollar voucher. We'll give a couple away today for a bricklaying brewery, um, for um, which is the best pale ale in the game, Dicko. I might have one at about 12.01 today, a bricklaying, and I enjoy my pale ales. Now, I've got – there's a question off the text message for you, Jules. Can you please explain how you read the Graham Big Stable?
2: <laughs> wow. I mean... <laughs> Need one of those Dakotas.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, I did his numbers as well. I mean, he's just outrageous. 2023 in Metro, 5 from 19, 26% versus 14.5%. Yeah. We've spoken about big usually under those $5. He just exceeds the market expectation heavily. Um, so that's sort of where you can trust there. But when you got horses like Nonconformist, obviously, on Saturday... Uh, you know, there was no. Re- I mean, yes, it was twenty-six into nineteen, but it wasn't a big enough push to go. Okay, well, it's right on here. Uh, it, it was still a simmer. Was...
2: It was a little simmer, not yeah, a. Yeah, correct.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, but at, at that price point, though, Jules, they can go either way, sort of thing. Like if a for horse sure. is twenty-six dollars and stays twenty-six, I take that as a gentle, gentle
1: steaming.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So,
1: um, yeah, interesting. But what I will say is, I mean, very, very elite horseman, There's no doubting that, and. The money's usually a good guide, but you know, sometimes um, you know he can he can defy that. I mean, passive aggressive was sort of seven fifty out to eight fifty, not as if that was a big snow in or anything like that. So no, he's just a very good trainer, but yeah, it's always tricky to try and work out what to do with him.
0: I've got to please explain. This is was and we've got the means test coming up on um, giddy up this morning, just after ten o'clock. Johnny O'Neill and Wayne Hawks. This is Wayne Hawks the other day or last Monday. On the giddy up with the means test. Go. You ever had a scoop before, right Wayne? <laughs> a, a snort yeah, No. no. <laughs> never, never in my life. No, 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 <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. You asked. I sold you. No, I haven't. <laughs> no, not <into> it. Scooby. <laughs> Oh, he's a sc- sorry, sorry, so hey. sorry. He's a scooby of smoke. No, sorry. Yeah. I thought a scooby hey, was a snort. I'm sorry. Let's get no, up, I've right? never had a snort, but yes, I have. You <laughs> smoke Smoked marijuana? No, I haven't. Well, no, they, no. <laughs> silly enough. Yeah, anyway, silly. No, no, no We'll, no, we'll no. move on. Benson uh, Hedges anyway. extra
1: mile was my uh, okay. was my go back. Same medicinal. So medicinal, medicinal Smooth it, blue.
0: That, that was Wayne Hawks there on the, the means test last week because we're talking about the island boys and he was trying to compare them to <laughs> island boys who promoted Keats to get into the all star mile, a little bit like Snoopy Dogg. Um, Snoopy Snoop Dog, Snoop Snoop And oh, uh, Wayne got a little confused, Jules. He got a little bit confused. I always thought if Wayne was going to have a smoking be sort of more of a menthol
1: man, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. he does. It's yeah. <laughs> we'll oh, t- oh, It's right. The best